What's up, world? Welcome to The Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing wonderful. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. So we have 10 positive news stories for this wonderful Tuesday, our top 10 favorite positive news stories of the past week. It's my understanding that you have a theme today, Tim. Absolutely. I'm all about the heroes. Well, you want to start us off with your first hero story? Absolutely. So this one comes out of Pensacola Beach in Florida. And basically some uh, beachgoers, they saw something unexpected. Um, They basically saw a 10-foot shark in the waters and it got way closer than they expected right so they were all like oh we got to get out of the water we're not about this life um but what ended up happening was the shark ended up being washed ashore um couldn't get back into the water so they basically decided to uh put things into their own hands so to speak i have a tina and a josh Fay. they were basically just relaxing they saw the shark and they said we have to get it back in there immediately so eventually they ended up grabbing it by its tail and pulling this shark back into the water it was actually caught on video that's the reason why i have it i'm sharing it to our facebook page right now i thought this was really cool because heroes come in all shapes and forms and they do things differently they help where help is needed and that's exactly what mr josh and miss tina did so shout out to them for being heroes to the water if i see a 10 foot shark i'm not coming close to it <laughs> like i'm hips and knees no longer hurt i am running so yeah congratulations to them for doing things and having bravery that i definitely would not have indubitably so since you went to the water I'm going to tell my first positive news story about my favorite volunteer project I've ever heard about. You're a yard man. You like working on your yard now, Tim. Do you like pulling up weeds? Um, Negative. Only when there's like one or two and it makes the rest of the yard look amazing. But whenever I see multiple, I'm definitely sad. Like, I don't want to go out there. (laughs) So I'm having that problem with my um, front lawn bush see this is how bad i am at landscape landscaping i don't know what it's called landscape i love that (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't even on purpose i'm always funnier not on purpose but there's like these little garden bush things in front of my yard and they're like there's so many weeds and if i'm not on top of it every day they just sprout everywhere it's so frustrating but but this positive news story is about pulling weeds The difference is you're pulling weeds in the ocean. So this research project is a volunteer project. It's led by James Cook and Hillary Smith and a professor named David Bourne. And what they were studying were like, oh, coral reefs, they grow weeds. What if we get some volunteer groups and we go pull pull weeds from the coral reefs and see what happens? And so that's what they did. They got a volunteer seaweed removal program. They got citizen scientists, people that were in school, wanted to go to school to be scientists, all join in. And then once a week, they would all go out these coral reefs by the magnetic island, by the Great Barrier Reef, and they would go pull up weeds from the coral reefs. And like, oh, let's just see what happens because weeds are kind of... We feel like they're holding back these coral reefs. 
And what happened? The coral reefs thrived once they got their leaves picked every day or once a week. I think it's really awesome. It's my favorite volunteer project I've ever heard about. You're volunteering for free to go pick we- pick weeds out of the coral reefs. Such a simple thing, too. I mean, I would have never thought of that. And it's helped these coral reefs thrive. Just love to hear about it on the Positive Tree Podcast. The whole story was amazing, super unique. But my favorite part, JP, citizen scientist. They get the title to be named citizen scientist. 10 out of 10. Like Bill Nye, the science guy, is super proud right now. If only there were coral reefs in Oklahoma. Sad faces, sad faces. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Uh, Tim? That was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Um, Man, I'm on the hero train today for sure. So I actually have a bystander. Um, He actually saw a little girl fall into a river in uh, China. Um, in Qingyan, China. Hopefully I said that correct. Um, but basically, as soon as he saw it, he jumped right into this river. And this river, the currents were real strong and it was floating pretty fast. He jumped in, swam to the girl, pulled her by her backpack to shore where she you know, went to safety and went back to her, uh, her class or whatever. The reason why I'm sharing this is because there was no thought. If he would have waited a split second more, that girl would have been down the river and he had no idea who she was. I just thought it was really cool because again, heroes don't all wear capes shout out to this man i also have a video that i'll share to the facebook page right now so my next positive news story is my one of my superhero ones it also involves water it's about a 12 year old young man he saw a gentleman swimming in his pool 12 year old's name is austin and he was like we were swimming around and then jason he wasn't coming up. He went under He went under the water to see how long he could hold his breath, ended up coughing, and when he coughed underwater, he ended up choking, and he was about to drown. So the 12-year-old jumped in the water. It's just them two at the house. Pulled him out. He says he watches, he watches a TV show called Stranger Things. Never heard of it. But he said <laughs> on Stranger Things, he learned CPR. So he started doing CPR to him and ended up saving this man's life. Called 911. <laughs> I think super awesome. Shout out to Stranger Things. Never seen the show. If it's vulgar, I'm sorry for hyping it up. <laughs> it's like a, a very, very popular show on Netflix. Um, I think the first episode, the little kids were like playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was pretty funny, but it's it's definitely a it's a little scary show, but so worth it if the kid's learning how to do CPR. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, shout out to Austin. Did the CPR? He didn't have a phone. I think he's the only twelve-year-old left on the planet that doesn't have a cell phone. Shout Be to open. <laughs> I don't know how you pulled that off. He said he had someone else's cell phone. He used the emergency nine one one. So he had he knew all the safety features. That's we got to teach our kids that. That's the truth. I also learned something in the article. Apparently, you're supposed to do CPR to the beat, the rhythm of the not not that. That stay alive, stay alive. That that song. That I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true. I don't know how true it is either. But if I'm ever doing chest compressions, I'm gonna be singing that song while doing chest compressions. You're definitely gonna be boogieing. Oh man. Exactly. What you got, Tim? Man, so I've been talking about individuals doing heroic things, but now I actually have 40 people doing something wild. Um, So this happened in Berlin. And a young man, he basically barely escaped uh, this life-threatening situation when he became trapped underneath the bus. Um, It was 
basically sideways and this 18 year old found himself pinned in between the tire of the bus and the rear axle um basically he was just stuck he didn't know what to do and this is where 40 citizens came by and lifted this bus jp lifted this bus um nearby medical professionals basically from healthcare facilities they came by and they arrived as fast as they could they gave him first aid they gave other people first aid that needed it but basically if it wasn't for these 40 people lifting this bus jp this man wouldn't have made it and i just thought this was really cool because there's been so many situations where people stand by and they pull out their phone and they just record but in this situation i don't even have a video boss man because everybody was too busy Ow. lifting <laughs> yeah, I, thought it, I had to hit you guys with that one i'm sorry but for sure i thought this was amazing i definitely have an article i could share too as well i was just about to ask if there's a video i'm actually glad there isn't everyone took action exactly that's what i was actually happy about i was sad at first i'm not gonna lie because you know me and the videos but i was like wait a minute this just means like everybody did what they needed to do to help shout out to all 40 people that were involved before we get to our last five positive news stories, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well, guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, it was a state fair weekend here in Oklahoma. Um, I got to take the family. My son went for the first time. Uh, we did the whole kids thing. So, you know, got the wristband and let Layla go ham on all the rides. And she had a blast. It was a, memo- a memorable time. Um, we were out there for, I think, four hours and didn't even realize it. The weather wasn't too bad. We ate a lot. Layla played some games. She made a little uh, shot on the basketball goal. I mean, and it got so lit. We were actually talking about it yesterday. We were like, oh, my gosh, do you realize how loud we got? And I said, no, I have no clue. She said, babe, we basically jumped when she made it. She didn't even win a prize. We just jumped. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> You can tell we're going to be those type of parents. So, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for is uh, having those opportunities to be able to go to the fair and stuff like that. Definitely need those from time to time. Yeah, you'll never be more enthusiastic than seeing your kids succeed. Not that I would know, Mom, still not a parent, but, you know, (laughs) I have read and heard things. (laughs) (laughs) Not I've read. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be grateful for play. It's kind of interesting, you know. When we were growing up, there was always like, you kids play too many video games and watch too much TV. And we didn't even have smartphones and the internet. And it was like, everyone was always telling us like, go play, go run outside, do all this fun stuff. Well, lately I've been doing things I haven't done since I was a kid, like throwing a football around, trying to catch a baseball. I feel like I lost a little bit of like depth perception. Like I'm not as quick as I used to be. <laughs> then I kind of realized like, well, I haven't done it in like 20 years. Why do we stop playing whenever we grow up? You know what I mean? Like, why do we stop, like, as adults, why do we stop going outside to play? I never understood that. And it's like, go exercise, go do something mundane and boring, like go run a mile. Even like I lift weights, like that's much less fun than like throwing, like playing around with your friends and throwing a Frisbee. Adults should go play too. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I just know my knees and hips can't take it the same, but I do agree. I would rather go play kickball or basketball than go run a mile at this point for sure. See, that's my point. Everyone should go out and have fun. So speaking of football, football has just started back up, and I want to give another shout-out to Mr. Warwick Dunn. 
Warwick Dunn is one of those football players I actually know about because I haven't watched football in over two decades. He was drafted. Middle school. (laughs) He was drafted in 97, yeah, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just remember he had a cool name in Madden. And he's a former NFL running back. But his story we've told on here before, but I just want to tell it again. His mother was a single parent and she always wanted to own a home, but she died before he was drafted and he always wanted to buy his mother a house so she could be a first time homeowner. So after he was drafted, he started Warwick Dunn's Charities and his goal was, I'm going to build houses for first time homeowners that are single mothers. We talked about it two years ago whenever they built their 200th home but they've just done 218. This one is really special to work done because it's from the mother is from taking her kids to Catholic high school, which is where Dunn went to school with. And they raised $84,000 to help build this home. They built it for her. It's brand new. It actually looks really nice. And I just think that's just an amazing positive news story. That in the past, I don't know, 25 years, you built 218 homes for single mothers, teamed up with tons of charities to make it work. This one, he teamed up with Habitat for Humanity and the school he went to, Catholic High School. Their kids got to build, furnish, and decorate this new home as like a school project in some of the classes. So I just think it's really awesome. I want to give a shout out to it here on the Positive Truth Podcast. Man, I'm glad that you brought that story up. He almost made it onto the hero episode for myself. And I was like, you know what? I think we spoke about him a couple of times, but I should remind people because I know this is an amazing story. So I'm so glad you brought that up today, JP. 10 out of 10. And shout out to Warren Dunn. I definitely remember him from being in middle school in like, I think it was like 2002, maybe 2001 when I started watching football, like a little bit more serious. And he was definitely one of the top, uh, I think, running backs in the, uh, the NFL at the time. So yeah, man, shout out to you for that story. That made my day. So the real reason me and Tim liked him is because we were short and small, and so was work done compared to his NFL peers. <laughs> Tim just didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I will. <laughs> Classic moments with the positive truth. What do you got, Tim? Man, I have this really amazing story. So in Utah, there's this uh, – this fishing store basically um and this fishing manager actually went to social media to talk about this story um there's a resident by the name of patrick and he is a well-versed in conversing with customers about fishing like crazy um he loves it loves everything about it he thinks it's amazing um and one particular day this kid by the name of xander he entered the store by himself um, he walked away from his, his family, who was basically right outside at the store uh, next to it. And the reason why he walked away to go inside the store is because he was obsessed with fishing, man. Obsessed, obsessed with fishing. Um, he's asking all these questions. Patrick's answering it. Um, Patrick's just like, oh, wow, this kid is really, really curious. Didn't think anything of it. A um, couple minutes later, basically, the mom walks up. Uh, like, I'm so sorry. You know, thank you for having, finding my son. I'm sorry if he annoyed you. Um, he basically is just real interested in fishing. And Patrick was a little, you know, curious. Um, so he was just, you know, why is that? Like, has he gone fishing? And she basically let him know, like, well, my father was a real, real uh, big fisherman. He was super interested in it, but he passed away a few years ago. And Xander's never really got the opportunity to go fishing with him. So he's just really curious because of all the pictures and things that people talk about. So Patrick, being the guy that he is, he was like, oh, man, 
what can I do about this? So right there, he instantly was like, well, what do you need to go fishing? So the kid ended up getting some gear and Patrick recommended some stuff and it ended up being about $60 altogether. Patrick paid for it completely, man, didn't even hesitate, which Xander's mom by himself was just like, wow, like, I can't believe this. This is just amazing. But Patrick, he took it one step further, man. Um, after learning Xander's story and learning about Xander's mom's story uh, about her fa father, he basically put together a memorial, um, uh, rememberable fishing trip for Xander and his family, taught him all kinds of tricks and skills, and basically was just there to give him that, that opportunity that he wasn't able to get from his grandfather. Um, Patrick, being a fisherman who loves it, um, definitely wanted to show Xander a good time. And JP, we've spoke about this so many times. If you don't have money, um, give your time. If you don't have time, give your skill type of thing. And Patrick did all of the above. And I just thought this was amazing. And the cool thing, best thing about this story to me, JP, is Patrick wasn't the one telling this story. These were people around him. And that's how it should be. Whenever you're doing great things, other people should talk about it. So shout out to Patrick. Shout out to Xander, Xander's mom, Brian, for telling that story as well, too. I just thought it was amazing the fact that one person took the time out of their day to not only help a child, but help their whole entire family exactly what this podcast is all about i will say fishing is awesome but i want to transition into my positive news story have you ever been to a river or a lake that hasn't had any fish in it i mean yeah i've definitely been to a river or a lake that maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe. actually it's hard thought <laughs> so that's what actually has happened to the philadelphia river so the partnership of delaware estuary I'm going to call them PDE because, you know, we like our acronyms around here. They discovered and have been utilizing since 2007 a muscle strategy, not muscle like muscles, but muscle as in M-U-S-S-E-L strategy to save the river of Philadelphia. Now, what happened to the river of Philadelphia? Well, humans happened, of course, but really the Industrial Revolution happened. Factories started sprouting up and then people built dams to power them. But what the dams did is they halted a lot of fish. Fish couldn't migrate. Since they couldn't migrate, they couldn't live. And what mussels do is, and I didn't know this until I read the article, so I want to read it exactly. Mussels are critical service in waterways. A single freshwater mussel can filter up to 15 gallons of water each day, removing pollutants like nitrogen, bacteria, and some metals. Not only that, because they clear mud as well, more water, I mean, more sun can reach deeper in the water and just help basically rivers and waters thrive. Mussels can also live 80 to 100 years. They're going to outlive us, Tim filtering water over their lifetime 15 gallons a day but mussels whenever they're born they're really tiny they're like little grains of sand and they have to stick to fish in their gills to survive because they can't survive on their own they'll just get eaten on the floor by all the you know things like catfish all the little bottom dwellers but once the fish couldn't migrate because of the dams the fish died out the mussels died out and the whole river turned to mud a lot of mud just yuck now, of course, you know, industrial revolution happened a long time ago. So now we're trying to fix these issues. So what this group is doing, the PDE Partnership of Delaware, they're breeding freshwater mussels in labs and then slowly filtering them and putting them in the river of Philadelphia. 
what these muscles are doing are single-handedly saving the river, pulling mud out, pulling out pollutants, and now they're adding more fish and they're promoting more biodiversity just by saving these muscles each day. They grow about 20,000 a month mussels and then put them out into the fresh water. They said they have about 70,000 mussels across pond sites as well. They're filtering into this river. I think it's really awesome. Something I would have never thought of. And it's just a small thing people are doing to help spread biodiversity. So people can go fish again, Tim. I love how that like went perfectly into that story. That's wild though. I had no idea mussels do all of that. I eat so many mussels when I go to random buffets too. So like just caught me off guard a little bit there, buddy. But I <laughs> 10 out of 10 story, JP, for sure. Yeah, you're eating all the pollutants from the uh, from the rivers. Have fun with that thought, Tim. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I eat catfish too, so I'm really not tripping too much. <laughs> yeah, I love catfish too. <laughs> I'm not even going to be a hypocrite. Catfish is amazing. What do you got, Tim? Facts. My last story comes from a company. Um, I've been talking about individuals and I guess a group of people with the 40 people lifting a bus today. Um, but I'm also going to talk about Lego. Um, they are finally selling their Braille bricks um, for learning a new skill while playing with the fully compatible pieces. Um, I thought this was awesome. They were talking about it a while ago. Um, they actually have had Braille bricks before in the past, JP, but they've only um, given them to like certain people or certain organizations and they were only gifted. They were never like for sale. They're actually selling them now because they basically are trying to teach everyone and show inclusion for everyone. Um, these bricks basically will have a letter. They'll have it in Braille as well, too. So not only can you learn myself and yourself, JP, who can see, and then also people that can't see. They can also learn those letters as well. So it's like really perfect for everyone all around. It doesn't matter if, if you have problems with your site or not. You can play with everybody together. Um, I thought that was really, really amazing by uh, Lego because I know this has been in the works for a while. Um, these Legos will fit perfectly with all the other Legos as well, too. That was a problem that they were having at the beginning, and they finally figured that out. I just overall 10 out of 10 story. The fact that my daughter loves Lego so much, my son is trying to get to him now and he's just rolling around everywhere. I think it's amazing. It's something that's a part of my life. And the fact that they're showing even more inclusion now in 2023 shows that they're not taking their foot off the, the pedal and they're still trying to make sure everybody is a, everybody has an opportunity to play with those bricks. Yeah. Kids are sponges. If you give a kid real bricks, they'll probably learn it. And if they keep using it throughout their life, they'll learn it throughout their lives. So I think that's really awesome, Tim Tim. My last positive news story is a hero story as well. And it's just showing that you're falling off. You have fallen off, Tim, because you did all those hero stories and you didn't mention a dog hero story. But I got you. I got you. So in New Hampshire... There was an 80-year-old man named Richard Taylor. He went for a walk around 6 p.m. on Monday and never returned home. He has dementia, and his family and friends couldn't find him. They didn't know where he was. So they called the New England, New Hampshire, I mean, canine search and rescue crew, and they had a dog there named Logan, German Shepherd. He got a sniff, and he was on his way. They found him around 1 a.m. Tuesday in woods about, you know, six-tenths of a mile from his home. Rescuer said, oh, I could hear Mr. Taylor, but I couldn't see him. German Shepherd went right up to him. The male was in great health. He was kind of, he saw the dog. He was like, 
what a good dog you are. Dog started dancing around. Taylor was happy. Dog was happy. They were both really proud. They called it a nose job because, you know, they used the nose to find it. I like my puns. And I just think it's a really awesome, wholesome, positive news story here on The Positive Truth. We had a lot of heroes today, JP. A lot of heroes. The four-legged heroes, the ones that don't wear capes, the ones that don't record because it's a whole group of people doing the right thing. All the heroes today. Take that world. <laughs> to just raise the roof. This is how you know we're getting old. No one does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're telling the truth. I remember too. back oh. in the day, whenever I would do the little dunks before the game, and I would dunk it. I would do the Vince Carter raise the roof. And then the last time I like actually dunked, this was probably pre-pandemic, like 2017, 18. I did it. And I was with some like 20-year-olds I used to work with. They're like, did you just do that? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> so dang to me. <laughs> exactly. I was like. I was like, y'all don't do that anymore? They're like, no. I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Living is the art of getting used to what we didn't expect. Quotes by Tim. Ain't that the truth. And we are out. Stay positive.